sons and daughters of God by the act of redemption on the cross. We are so grateful our people, Father. And Lord, tonight we, we, we gather once again around your word. We invite you, Lord Jesus, to come and minister to the needs of your people, both here present and those on the internet. Lord, may your sweet spirit sweep over all of us. There are great needs, Lord, in the midst of your people. Great burdens. But when your spirit comes, he lifts all the burdens away. Answers all the questions. Meets every situation. May you do that for us tonight, Lord. As we turn to your holy word now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you. How uh, many enjoyed the Sunday service? It was, a, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. Amen. And uh, we just trust that the Lord will speak to us once again tonight. So why don't we turn to our Bibles? Uh, in the book of First Peter. Chapter 3. We are beginning to read from verses 1. And we shall read up to verse 7. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, 
they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives. While they behold your chest conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning, let it not be the outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart, in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands. For even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands, dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel, and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Ngasala boyawulira Ibrahim ngamuito omwami namwe mulibana boyo bwemukolo obulunji nemuta nemutatisi bwantisa yonna yonna bwemuti abasajja bubelenga nabakazi bamwe namagezi ngamusanga mu ekitibo omukazi ngechibya ekisinga obunafu banga nabo basikaba namwe abekisa ekyobulamu okusaba kwamwe kulemenga Amen. You may be seated. You can greet your neighbor and tell them, God bless you. Welcome to the house of God. God Amen. Amen. Is the Lord good? Is it good to you? So this evening I'm speaking on strength in weakness. Strength in weakness. So we notice here, Peter starts writing these things. And is mainly speaking about the character of a woman. Um, being, saying that the, let their adorning not be the outward adorning. But we see that we are living in a generation or a time where the woman's strength 
is in, the, is in her outside appearance. I'm happy to see you, Sister Esther. We prayed for you. So that, that her strength is on the outside uh, outlooks. A typical woman in our generation would not dare go outside without, without putting on makeup. Because her strength to her is in her makeup. But you see, the Bible speaks of a woman of character here. And it says that her adorning should not be the outward adorning. You see, of plating the hair of wearing of gold, of putting on of apparel. And we know he is not saying that these are wrong. He's not saying that uh, if a woman plated her hair, it's wrong. Or if a husband gave her a necklace, uh, it's wrong. Or that if she dressed good clothes, it is wrong. We know that that's what Paul is. That's not what Paul is saying. But Paul is saying that her adorning should go beyond this. It should not be the outside things that everybody sees. It should be the hidden man of the heart. And I know that we are living in a time where ornaments uh, women love ornaments. You know, you find them using ornaments all over. Well, I've not never seen a believer who uses earrings, at least. Because we all know that earring is a sign or symbol of slavery. That's what in the Old Testament, that's what they wore when um, they, they were going to be a slave forever. When the, the trumpet of Jubilee sounded and they refused to be set free, then they would be given uh, uh, what you would call uh, an hearing. They would be put on the doorpost and then they would uh, hit their, their ear with a hole and then put that ring there. Like you see a cow when it is tagged. And the women today are tagged all over wherever you are going. It's a sign that the devil has hold them hostage. And that's why believers don't go for those. And so we find that the Bible says the ornament of a, of a believer should be the ornament of a meek and a quiet spirit. You will not, you see the women are always after the things that are of high value. Oh, you know, the, the boys out there or the men that marry them are really strained. Because they have to keep up with the with the with the with the with the, with the, with the 
value. You to buy an expensive earring, an expensive necklace, an, an, an expensive unexpensive uh, nose jewel, and uh, unexpensive uh, fake eyelashes, and, and things, and then makeup and all those things. But you see, the Bible says, for this woman, the virtuous woman, her will be of a meek and a quiet spirit. That is why as much as believers we know uh, uh, your husband can give you a necklace. We really know that believers who are really Holy Ghost filled. Women that really seek after God. They don't have time for, for those things. You, you know, the, 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 their time is really to seek after oh, holiness, oh, to oh, seek oh, after oh, pleasing God. Their, their, their time is spent in, uh, in prayer, in making their home, in teaching their children, in praying for their husbands. You see, this is uh, what a, a, a virtuous woman does. And you know, the Bible continues on here to say after this manner, in this way did the old time in the old time, the, the holy women also who trusted in God, they did like this. This is how they adorned themselves. Being in subjection unto their own husbands. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Calling him Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. I, I'm just so thankful for this message of the hour. That this message has set, liberated the men. By setting free the women. I'm so thankful that I can walk to a shop somewhere. Maybe to a jewelry shop. Desiring to buy a ring for my wife. And I'm so thankful for this message. That our eyes will not be all over every jewelry in the, in, in the shop. Oh, buy me this. Oh, buy me that. Oh, buy me this. By the time they, she walks out, she has several kilograms on her body. You will find that even if the woman is rich, as long as she has Christ in her heart, those things will not take her heart. And the Bible says the old women did the same way. They adorned themselves that way. Being in subjection to their own husbands. Now even as Sarah obeyed Abraham. Calling him Lord. Now we, now we realize that in a marriage. It's not partnership. The way we, we think it is. That we are partners. That's not really the teaching of the Bible. In marriage, 
The man is the Lord and the woman is supposed to, sub, to submit to her Lord. That's why, sister, you should not get married or you should not get married to a man you cannot submit to. What is the kind of woman that you are going to marry? What kind of woman? I'm talking to the woman. What kind of man are you going to marry? You are going to marry the kind of man that has the Lord Jesus as his headship. If Jesus is his headship, then he's not going to you are not going to submit to the devil. But if Jesus is not the headship of the man, you will never submit to Christ. And that's why you should marry believers all the time. Never marry an unbeliever. Because when that happens, it breaks the entire chain. I'm trying to build something here now. If you can follow me. So even as Sarah obeyed Abraham calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, Amen, sisters. You are the daughters of Sarah. As long as you do well. And are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands. Dwell with them according to knowledge. Giving honor unto the wife. As unto the weaker vessel. Everybody say weaker vessel. Weaker vessel. Weaker vessel. Oh, the brothers love that part. Whenever we say sister is a weaker vessel, we think that she means it means that she's weak and she's good for nothing. But today I want us to look at that. I want us to see strength in this weakness. Amen. Man. And especially brothers pay a lot of attention. And sisters listen carefully. The Bible says if a woman is in subjection to her husband if your husband does not believe the word that him without the word but because of your character because of your obedience and submission to the word it will win him to Jesus Christ now in marriage the woman's place is submission the woman's place is submission. The man's place is love and cherishing of the wife. The woman must submit herself to her husband and the man must love his wife. 
Now, if one of them leaves their view to begin with, if you say, oh, my husband doesn't love me enough, that means there's a problem to begin with you. The problem is right there because you see this is intertwined. If you think the Lord Jesus does not love you, there is a problem with your faith. There is a problem with your submission. But if you submit to every word of God, He will love you with all the love. Amen. And He loves you, even unconditionally. But if you submit to Him, you obey His word, you do according to His ways, you will always see His love. And then on down we go, I'd like us to see the symbol of submission. Praise God. Brother Peter, I have a lot of stereo, so maybe if you want to help me with that. First uh, Corinthians 11.3. Corinthians There is a foundation I'm trying to build so you can see something here. Listen, but I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ and the head of the woman is the man. And the head of Christ is God. Every man praying or prophesying Having his head covered dishonors his head. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. For that is even all one as if she were shaven. For if the woman be not covered, let her also be shown. But if it be a shame for a woman to be shown or shaven, let her be covered. Did we all understand that part? Please listen carefully here. He says, if the, he says every, that the head of every man is Christ. And the head of the woman is the man. So now, and the head of Christ is God. So in other words, the head of the man is Christ. The head of the woman is the man. If you're following me, say amen. Every man praying or prophesying having his head covered dishonors his head. How many understood that part? No one. A few of you. If a man prays or prophesies having his head covered dishonors his head. Who is the head of the man? 
Christ. So if the man prays or prophesies, meaning if a man worships God with his head covered, with the physical head covered, he's dishonoring Christ. That's why we don't put hearts in church. When we are praying men, we remove our hearts. That's why we also do not uh, uh, grow our hair long. You will see it soon. Verse 5. But every woman that prays or prophesies with her head uncovered dishonors her head. So listen. So every woman that prays or prophesies her head her physical head covered. She dishonors who? If a woman prays or prophesies with her head uncovered meaning she has not covered her head she dishonors her head. Who is her head? Her husband. So, that means if a, ma if a woman prays or prophesies with her head uncovered, she dishonors her husband. Are we all there now? And then he continues on. If she doesn't cover her head, it is the same as if she should shave off everything. If she doesn't cover her head, she should remove all the hair. But then he says, but if it is a shame for a woman to shave everything, then she should cover her head. So the question is, what kind of covering is he talking about here? Read verse 13 here now. Judge in yourselves. Is it comely that a woman pray unto God uncovered? Does not even nature itself teach you that if a man have long hair, it is a shame unto him? Praise God. My sound today, I don't understand it very well. So listen, he says, judging yourself. Is it commonly that a woman pray unto God uncovered? Is it good? Is it right for a woman to pray unto God uncovered? Does not nature itself teach you that if a man has long hair, it is a shame unto him? But if a woman have long hair, it is a glory to her. For her hair is given her for a covering. Praise God. So what does this imply? 
The Bible has told us the woman, if the woman prays with her head uncovered, she is dishonoring her husband. And then down here on verse 15, he has told us her hair is her covering. And, and then up there he had already said if she is uncovered let her shave everything. What does that mean? It means if the woman cuts her hair or if she trims her hair then it is better for her to wipe out everything. But because it is a shame for a woman to to, 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 to be bold-headed. Then let her not cut her hair. Because her hair is given her for a covering. In other words, if a woman cuts her hair, she dishonors her husband. Hair is a sign of submission. Hair is a, hair is a symbol of submission. Hair is a symbol of glory. Hair is a symbol of power. Somewhere there he said that you see she, she has power on her head. Do you remember Samson? The secret of power was in his hair. The woman has power on her head because of her hair. Can you imagine that? Why? Because hair is a sign of is a symbol of submission. And I want to show you here there is power in submission. As long as the woman stays in her place there is a power that she wields. You know she is the glory to her husband. What is the place of a woman in marriage? Submission. What is the place of a man? Love. And if the woman stays in her place, she has a lot of power. Let me tell you, sister, you can actually control your husband if you submit to him. You can control him. You have the power to control him. If it's your God-given husband, you don't need witchcraft to control him. You have the power with you to wield a sword of power. But you just need to realize it. Praise God. Praise God. Something I want you to see today. Now, remember as we are speaking everything, this is the type of the church. Let us first read John, John 15, 6. I hope you understood that foundation because it is the foundation of everything we're going to If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire and they are burned. 
If ye abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Here is the spiritual application of what I just said. If the bride is in her right place of submission, submission to every spoken word of God, she has the power. The Bible says, Jesus himself said she can ask whatever she will. She has the right to wield the, the, the power. A lot of power. Not some power. A lot of power. There is power in submission. As long as a woman submits herself to her husband. In this case, our husband is Jesus Christ. Please listen to me here now. Our husband is Jesus Christ. And, our, and, 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 and now Jesus himself, our husband, has said, if any man abide in me, and I abide in him, he can ask for whatever he wants. Anything he wants, he will have it. What does that mean? You cannot abide in Christ unless you submit to him. Unless you obey every word. Unless you believe every word. You have to do that. In order for you to receive whatsoever you need. If you are in your right place as a Christian. If you are in your right place as a believer. Whatever you desire. Amen. You have commanded it. Whatever you desire. Even the Bible says whatsoever you desire. Ask and you shall receive. How? Because you are in Christ. If my people that are called by my name. Shall humble themselves and pray. Then I will hear them. You see, so now it, the, the things that we desire is not about Jesus doing them. Many things that we want him to do is in the power and control of the bride. He's waiting for you to come in your right place. Imagine, sister. If your husband tells you something and you don't obey him and then you tell him, you know dear, I need a new dress. He'll just behave as if it never happened. I said I want a new dress. He will just pass by. I said I want a new dress. And now you have become even a bad woman. He will even not look at you at all. He will not hear you anymore. But cook him some good food. Bless the food on the table. Talk well to him. Talk nicely. You know, when he arrives at home, create that atmosphere. Did you know that the, the power to build a home is in the woman's hand? Power. It's not in the man's hand. It is in the woman's hand. Listen, church. 
When you see women that are children that are spoiled, in most cases it is their mother. When you see good children who are good, People appreciate the fathers, but it is their mother. Even the, the, the words you are speaking, it's not because of your father. It is not father tongue. It is mother tongue. The character you have is a, is a, is a transfer of the character of your mother. The, the life, the way of life you are living, it came from your mother. If you back a lot, your mother was backing a lot. If, if you abuse, your mother was abusing. If you shout, your mother was shouting. If you are calm, your mother was calm. If you talk well, your mother was that way. So the character of a mother is always amen, controlling the entire household. And notice here, the woman has a certain power given to her. But that power is not given as power. That power is engraved in weakness. That strength is engraved in weakness. By the woman amen, uh, submitting herself, it seems as if she has come to a place of weakness. But don't think it is a place of weakness. It is a place of power, strength, and authority. People see us following Jesus. Believing everything the word says. And they call us fools. They call us holy rollers. Because we shout in church. When the spirit comes upon us. Because we rejoice. When the spirit comes upon us. Then they say we are fools. We have lost our mind. But they don't know that is a position of power, strength, and authority. People, even some, some of them fear to cry in the church. They fear to manifest emotion. When they feel they are going to be emotional, they try to control it. Come on, come on. Come on, come on. Don't, don't be emotional. Let me tell you if you be like that, Oh, you are not in a place of authority at all. But brother, sister, if you can accept to be in a place of weakness, crying many times is shown as a as a as somebody who is crying is is in a place of weakness. Yeah, and the one who is looking on is the one who is strong. But brother, sister, strength is revealed in weakness. Strength is in weakness. That person there who is shattered, who is praying, who is crying, is wielding a lot of strength that you don't even have an idea what it is. You remember the woman called uh, uh, the, 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 the mother of Samuel. Hannah. She was just there at the altar. Praying. Crying. And then when the priest came. It looked as if the priest was the one who was strong. And the woman was weak. He said what is wrong with you woman? Who told you to drink these early hours of the morning? 
And then, you know, he was a priest. He was occupying an office. The Spirit of God came upon him. Why? What was that? It was the power and the strength of the woman actually driving and controlling the priest. When the the priest came, he came with another attitude. But when he arrived there, the strength the woman had in her tears began controlling him. And he that was saying, why are you drunk? Why are you drunk? It, it, it was as if he was bewitched. What you want, you shall have it. God has given it to you. Where did those words come from? It came from the tears of the woman. Strength is in weakness. Never, never underestimate weakness. Whenever you are weak, there is some strength somewhere. There is strength. That is why I want to make a statement. There is nothing strong like a woman on earth. A few amens because you have no revelation of what I'm talking about. There is nothing strong on earth like a woman. You you say amen. Later on you will understand. You don't don't say amen because you have understood. You say amen because you believe what I'm saying. The woman is the strongest creature in the world. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because the Bible says she's a weaker vessel. Which means in her weakness, she wields the power that controls the world. Look, sin. The devil could not bring sin without the woman. Not only that, God could not bring salvation without the woman. So in other words, the woman is on both ends. She wields a strength. She wields a power. The man actually will never, listen to me, the ma- a man can never attain his potential. His full potential. To fulfill it without a woman. That's why when God created everything, He said it is good, it's good, it's good. But when He saw the man, He said it's not good. It's not good. Why? Because a woman was missing. A woman had to come in view. For God to say it is good now. Amen. Listen. Now, praise God. Without you, Christ is not complete. He's the head, but you are the body. What is the head without the body? It's nothing. The head needs the body to function. Strength. Amen. 
is in weakness. I'm coming, I'm coming to you. I'm coming to you. First Peter chapter 3. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. Now, the Bible calls a woman uh, the weaker vessel. Meaning, if the woman is the weaker vessel, she must be placed in a place where she has an opportunity to wield a certain strength that no one else can wield. Brother Banam in the message, a greater witness a greater witness. He says, and you, and when you, you being, when you can become nothing in your own sight. You are becoming something in God's sight. And always remember this, friends. The way up is down. Tell your neighbor the way up is down. Brother Solomon, tell your neighbor the way up is down. If you want to go up, go down. If you want to be strong, you have to be weak. You cannot be strong when you are strong. You have to be weak in order to be strong. If you are proud, you will be brought down. But if, if you are humble, you will be lifted up. And always remember these friends, the way up is down. He that exalts himself shall be a best. But he that humbles himself shall be exalted. Whenever God speaks to you, you should humble yourself. The reason why people don't experience God is because they are proud. What is a proud heart? He, he that doesn't believe uh, he, he that believes he has everything he needs like Laodicea says we are rich we are increased with goods and we have need of nothing but because they thought like that God said you don't know you are poor you are blind you are naked and you don't know it why? Because they think they are something. God said you are nothing. And I'm telling you church. If you think you are something. You are nothing before God. But if you think you are nothing. I'm here to tell you. You are going to be something before God. He says just love him with all your heart. And forget all you ever know. About all other things. But Jesus Christ. Just go ahead and love him and work for him. Serve him like the woman loves the husband. Works for the husband. You know, in the book of Proverbs, it speaks about a, a, a woman, a virtuous woman. How she wakes up early, cooks for the house, works for the house. Why? Because she's a servant. She's like a servant. Serve him. 
Why? It's a place of weakness, it seems. If he wants you to be the doormat, just be the doormat. It's whatever he wants you to do. You do it. God will bless you. Whatever, if God wants you to be a doormat, be a doormat. Lose your identity and receive his identity. Lose yourself and receive him. Don't look at me as if you're not hearing what I'm saying. Say amen if you believe it. Amen. In John 15 verse 5 I am the vine he says and you are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him the same bringeth forth much fruit. But for without me you can do nothing. Think about that. God is saying you, I we, we can do nothing without him. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered. And men gather them and cast them into the fire. And they are burned. Without God, you are nothing. Let me tell you, whatever you want to accomplish in life, you can never accomplish anything without him. Whatever, if you don't put God in your life, you are a loser. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. So in other words, through him, we can do all things. Without him, we can do nothing. So in other words, he wants us to be, to submit to him. If we can submit to him, there will be nothing impossible. But without him, we can accomplish nothing. But with him, there will be nothing impossible. I am telling you even in your life, if you can listen to the word we are preaching to you here every Wednesday, every Friday, every Sunday and you believe it and you do it there will be nothing impossible with you all things shall be made possible why? because you have accepted to come to a place of weakness when you are in a place of weakness you are very strong you can do all things amen let me now give you a few examples now here. In Luke chapter 1 verse 38. And Mary said. Behold the handmaid of the Lord. Be it unto me. According to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Did you hear what Mary called herself? Handmaid. Meaning a servant. A nothing. 
this is the angel of the Lord, Angel Gabriel, when he came. And he spoke to her the word of God. Mary never doubted. Mary submitted. Mary, listen, submission does not mean agreement. You know, many times, uh, you know, women think that they have to agree with their husbands. No. Submission does not mean agreement. You may not understand what he's saying. You may not even believe it. You, you, you can't make your mind agree to it. But in your heart, you submit to it with all your heart. You don't know how it can happen. You don't know how it will be. But you submit yourself. You say, you've said it. I believe it. That settles it. That is submission. Now, Mary, when the angel came, she was confused. How will these things happen? And, she, and the angel told her, the spirit of God will overshadow you. And then Mary said, the moment she had, let me ask you a question. Do you think that Mary knew how the spirit would overshadow her? Did she have all answers? She didn't have all answers. But Mary believed. And decided to submit. Now, she was strong when she had her will. But when she humbled herself to his will, she was no longer strong. She was now vulnerable to his will. Say, be it unto me according to your word. Now, she was, I'm, the hand, I'm, a, I'm a handmaid. I'm just as, I'm nothing. I'm just humbling myself here. I don't know how it's going to be. I don't, I've never seen the spirit of a shadow anybody. And they, they become pregnant. I've, I've never seen how it happens. I don't know how it is done. But all I know is you have said it. And all I know is you are my Lord. So I am saying, let it be according to what you say. And then she humbled herself. That was submission. Did you realize that Mary at that time, at that place, she was put in a position of strength. Mary accomplished something no man has ever accomplished. Now tell me who is greater than a woman in the world. Mary accomplished something. Mary brought forth the Messiah. The Bible tells us to Mary says you are blessed among all women. You are blessed. The blessing of God it maketh rich. And he adds no sorrow upon it. 
Mary was blessed. That means that she was the richest woman that ever Why? Because she submitted herself to the word. Submission is power. And because she submitted, she brought forth the Messiah. None else could do it. But, the wo- but a woman under submission. A man cannot, could not do it. A man cannot do it. A priest could not do it. An angel could not do it. I don't know whether you understand what I'm talking about. No one could do it. Not even the angels of God. Not even the biggest priest or the biggest prophet. But a woman. Imagine that. Why? Because God wanted to show that strength is in weakness. And the savior of the world came through a woman not just a woman but a woman who was nothing and nobody despised from a a despised town she didn't even have a place to go to bring forth him he he came in a, a very despised way powerful things come small small but the problem with our generation we all want big things when we see small things we despise them we want big things and we want them fast so we we leave what would have taken us to greatness and we rush for the big things which will evaporate like vapor. But here is Mary. She was humble. She was down there. And then when when the angel of the Lord came, you you know, the angels came among the shepherds. Who were the shepherds? They were the weakest. They were the most despised. And, and, And the angels of God did not come to the palace. Mm. There is something I'm coming to. If you want God to speak to you, if you want angels of God to come to you, if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, humble yourself. Come down. Submit yourself to the Word. The way up is down. And then the priests were just, uh, the shepherds were just, uh, you know, uh, watching over sheep at night. And then the angels showed up. And they began singing. They began telling them the news. He's born. The savior of the world is born. He's born. Why? Brother Banham preached a message why it had to be shepherds. God is revealed in simplicity. Not in great big things. Not in thunders and earthquakes. But in a still small voice. And many people miss God because they are waiting for him to speak in a thunder. They are waiting him to roar like a lion. But God speaks in simplicity. You may have a problem right now in your life and you are here listening to me. But in this simplicity, God may be giving you solutions but you may miss it if you don't see God. 
God works in simplicity. He doesn't work in great thunders and great big things. He works in simple ways. That's how he was born. In our generation. He spoke to us through a seventh grader. He didn't have a degree in theology. Brother Branham was very humble. He he claimed to know nothing. And then God made him speak things. Bring revelations. That you could not even find with a PhD holder. What was that? Strength in weakness. And I tell you. A woman. Is a weaker vessel. And because a woman is a weaker vessel. All through centuries. God has used women mightily. In ways he has never used men before. If you study your Bible you will marvel. I've just shown you one example here Mm. of Mary. Mary. The angel did not come to to assist him. There was a a, a, a church. There was a high priest. There were ministers. There were other prophets. But God bypassed all of them. There were kings. God bypassed all of them. There was even a high priest who believed God cannot speak in his time. Not through him. He thought God will only speak through him. So I believe they had rumors. That the angel came to a certain woman. And said that you will have a child. And the Holy Spirit will overshadow you. And when the high priest maybe had that. He said ah. Just ignore, ignore. If it is God, why didn't he speak to me? Listen, if you are still proud, if you still think you are somebody, God can never speak to you. God does not deal with pride. God deals with humility. God deals with a soft heart. A broken spirit. A contrite heart. God deals with such. He says he has left all the the big things of the world. And he revealed himself to babes. And he said the kingdom of God is likened unto a little child. For God and angels to visit you. You need to be helpless. You need to be in a place of weakness. And here is Elizabeth and Zachariah. Let us look at it in the book of Luke chapter 1. I will just read in English. Listen. Verse 12. And when Zechariah saw him, he was troubled and fear fell upon him. But the angel said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. And thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. 
For you shall be great in the sight of the Lord, and shall drink neither wine nor strong drink. And he shall be filled with the Holy Ghost, even from his mother's womb. And many of the children of Israel shall eat unto the Lord their God. And it shall go before him in the spirit and power of Elias, to turn the hearts of the fathers of the children, and the disobedient to the wisdom of the just, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. And Zechariah said unto the angel, hmm? Whereby shall I know this? For I am an old man, and my wife well stricken in years. What are you talking about, angel? In other words, Zacharias is telling the angel, what are you talking about? Do you see this happening anyway? I'm an old man. My wife is old. What are you talking about? And the angel answering said unto him, I am Gabriel. That stand in the presence of God. And I am sent to speak unto thee. And to show thee these thick glad tidings. And behold, thou shalt be damp. And not able to speak until the day that these things shall be performed. Because thou believest not my words. Which shall be fulfilled in this season. This is so touching to me. Here is an angel of the Lord that comes down to speak to a priest. And the priest, you would say, is the best person to hear from God. But when the priest, when the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord explained everything. Listen, the angel of the Lord said, Your wife who is barren, Elizabeth, Elizabeth, is going to have a child. Not a girl, but a boy. Mm, listen. And his name shall be called John. How many points are those? Those are two points. Number one, your barren wife is going to have a child. Number two, his name shall be John. Number three, you shall have joy and gladness. Number four, many shall rejoice at his birth. Number five, he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. All these are utterances from the angel of the Lord. Number six, he will be filled with the Holy Ghost in his mother's womb. Number seven, many of the children of the Lord shall be turned to the Lord their God. Thereby fulfilling Malachi the prophecy. Seven good points from the angel's mouth. Instead of the man rejoicing, he says, Oh, praise God, hallelujah. I'm a very old man. What are you talking about? My wife is also old. How is it going to happen? Many times when you watch or, or listen to Brother Branham's meetings, in the in the prayer line, men come and they hear Brother Branham speaking. And then they they answer. Brother Branham says, "Your name is Mr. Mm. Mm. You are from this place. Mm. Mm. Your sickness is." Mm. Mm. God is saying you are healed. Mm. Amen. Amen. Walk away. <laughs> and a woman comes. <laughs> yes, 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, sister, you are nervous. Sister, don't fear. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He has not even said anything. Do you see where strength lies? Strength in weakness. And then it goes ahead. Your name is Mrs. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's not even said the name yet. <laughs> And by the time Agenda. he doesn't even say a lot. He said, You are healed. Oh, Go your way. Again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how it would happen. But the men. Mm. 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 Amen. Amen. In our church, I want men who are going to shout like women. In church. Hallelujah. In church. Yes, sir. Amina. Out there they say women shout a lot. But in church, Mukanisa. we want to be like a woman. We are the bride of Christ. The woman is a weaker vessel. Means she is at a place of advantage. To attract the power of the Holy Ghost. Amina. And here, Zacharias. Zacharias. He has everything. And he was, mm, 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 mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Seven good points. And the angel was angry. The angel was angry. He says, do you even know what you're talking about? Do you know who is talking to you? I am Gabriel. Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God. And I'm sent to you to show you this good news. And you are speaking nonsense. Because of this, you are going to be dumped. Oh God. May God help us. So that when the word comes, we learn to say, Amen. Do you see how it grieves God? For you to hear the word and doubt or be silent. God wants you to receive it. To accept it. That one makes him happy. Makes him happy. But if you don't. There is a repercussion. The man became damp. Hi. And afterwards, he says, You are going to be damp. You won't speak a word. You will not say anything. Do you know why? Because God did not want this man who doubted to go and say what the angel said. God had plan B. He says, I have spoken to you as the head of the, of the woman. But you didn't believe me. My plan B is to go to the, my weak vessel. I am going to go to my weaker vessel where I will show my strength. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go away. And in Luke chapter 1 verse 24. After those days. His wife Elizabeth. Listen please. Conceived. 
it. And hid herself. Five months saying. Thus has the Lord dealt with me in the days wherein he looked on me. To take away my reproach among men. I have a question for the church. Where did Elizabeth get these things from? How did she know God dealt with her? Maybe God may not have said something at that time. But Elizabeth could sense the presence of God. Women sense the presence of God better than men. Oh, God make all the men like that. Hallelujah. Amen. One, one, one day a young man came to me and said, Pastor, can you imagine today I cried in the church? I said, what are you talking about? You should cry every service. Every service. Whenever you have an opportunity to be weak and vulnerable in his Hallelujah. Hmm. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. She conceived. And she began to give a testimony. She wasn't there when the angel was speaking. But that is just the beginning. Listen, there is more, Sister Martha. Verse 59. And it came to pass that on the eighth day they came to circumcise this child and they, and, and they called him Zacharias after the name of his father. <laughs> the child shall be called Zacharias. Elizabeth was around. And Elizabeth said, What did you say? Mugambi Rinya Chelio. He shall. He shall be called John. What? Chichi. Mary, what did you say? Elizabeth, rather, what did you say? Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Were you there when Gabriel came? Gabriel Where did you get the name John? You remember that was the first point, the second point, the angel says. Your wife shall have a boy and his name shall be John. <laughs> hey, let me tell you a mystery. The angel must have gone and told Elizabeth about this news. <laughs> And he made sure he made Zacharias dumb. The one who shall declare the good news will be a believer. The one God will speak to will be a believer. The one who the angels will appear to will be a weak person. A real genuine believer of the supernatural. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So now her name is John. And they said unto her, What are you talking about? Woman? There is no one in you among your family that are called by that name. <laughs> huh? I love this church. Verse 62. And they made signs to his father. Never <laughs> so, so they went to Zacharias. 
we want to know the name of the boy. <laughs> Which means he couldn't even hear, he couldn't talk. If you refuse to hear God, he will make you dumb and deaf. Spiritually speaking. And that you will no longer hear him. Friends, I want to always hear God. When God speaks, I want to hear. I don't want to hear him the second time. I want to hear him the first time. Hmm. And they made signs to his father. Tell us the name. And he said, bring me that table. And they bought the table. And he gave them the pen. And he started writing. John. Because he already had heard it from the angel. You remember? He already knew. But because of unbelief. God did not allow him to say it first. So. God made him dump. And when I brought a piece of paper and he wrote John, everybody was like, oh! Some name! Some name! Like Elizabeth said! And immediately, when he wrote it down, that is a sign of faith. It is a sign of faith. God opened him up. <laughs> he said, now you can speak. Now you can speak. Because you have accepted to be in a place of weakness. If you don't accept to be in a place of weakness, God will never speak to you. God speaks to you if you decide and accept to be a weak vessel. That's why our sisters in that regard are better than us. Oh, God has always spoke to women better than men. Even in a home, God speaks to the mother more than he speaks to the man. Brother, that's why you should love your wife. Love her so much. Because the more you love her, the more she will tell you about her secret talks with the Lord Jesus. My good Lord. That is if you married a believer. Hallelujah. Oh my, this is so wonderful. Let me give you one, ex one last example and then we close. You will just read directly from me. Amen. Judges 13 verse 1. And the children of Israel did evil again in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines. And there was a certain man called a certain man of Zora of the family of the Danites whose name was Manoah and his wife was barren and bear not. Mm -hmm. Another story. Are you interested? Would, would you like to hear? All right. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto the woman and said to her, Behold now, you are barren, and you bear not, but you shall conceive, and you will bear a son. Now therefore, beware, I pray thee, 
And drink not wine, no strong drink. And eat not any unclean thing. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son. And no razor shall come on his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God. From the womb. And he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. How many points? So many points. God, the woman was listening. Amen. Amen. Every single one was saying she was amen. Then the woman came and told her husband. Saying, my, my darling, my dear husband. A man of God came unto me. And his countenance was like a, a, the countenance of an angel of God. Very terrible. But I asked him not whence he was. Neither he told me his name. But he said unto me, Behold, thou shalt conceive and bear a son and now, now drink no wine no a, a, a strong drink, neither eat any unclean thing, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Have you heard? I wanted to say a point there before we continue. The woman did not ask anything. Everything the angel said, she just said, Amen, 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 Amen. She even forgot to ask the name of the angel. And where you came from. She just believed. If it was the man. Let us see. <laughs> and Manoah, her husband now, when he had those things, he went to prayer. He said, Lord, let, man, let, let the man of God which thou didst send come again unto us. And teach us what we shall do unto the child that shall be born. And God hearkened to the voice of Manoah. So you would think God would come and speak to Manoah. Let us continue. But the angel of God came again unto the woman <laughs> as she sat in the field. But Manoah's husband was not even with her. Oh my God. And the woman made haste. The moment she saw the angel, she ran. And she showed her husband and said unto him, Behold, the man has come back. He has appeared to me again. The one who came the other day. And Manoah arose. And he went after his wife. So the wife was running. And, 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 and the man was following. In the spiritual things. In spiritual things. <laughs> hey. You need to work with your wife, my dear. Because, because, in men, because she's the weaker vessel. God uses them so much. In, here, she's leading. Manoah is following. Why? Because she can see what Manoah cannot see. She can hear what Manoah cannot hear. So Manoah is what? You came back? Let me take you. Okay, take me my wife. Take me my wife. 
Now you, you are very busy. You want to marry a sex queen. How will she lead you to the angel? She will lead you to hell. That's why when Ahab married Jezebel, Jezebel led her to Baal. Led him to Baal. The woman with the spiritual things. The woman is the one to build your home spiritually. That's why it says a foolish woman will tear her home with her own hands. Sister, if you allow that boogie music in your home, you, you allow your children to sleep without praying. You allow your home not to have a family altar. Because you are not cooking in time. And you are so tired. And you are just sleeping. Without teaching your children how to pray. Your home is broken. You have to lead the way. As much as the man is the priest of the home. The woman. God has placed her there. To help build that home. And so we see here. Many times God loves speaking to women fast. Even my wife. God spoke to her about maybe four. I knew that I was supposed to marry her. My wife always is shy when I say that. Because it's like people will think in that question. But it is biblical. God works that way. Listen. Notice here. So, she leads the way. And, uh, and uh, Manoah said unto the angel, Now they have arrived. Okay, which verse were we on? Verse 11. And Manoah said, Now, let thy words come to pass. First of all, he asked, he went after his wife. And he came to the man and he said unto him, uh -huh, Mr. Angel, tell me, are you the man that spoke to the woman? And the angel said, I am. And Manoah said, Now let thy words come to pass. How shall we order the child? And how shall we do unto him? Imagine the man is asking many questions. That's why God always comes to the woman because the woman doesn't have ask all the questions. The woman just believes, be it unto me according to what you have said. In one second, the man has already asked two questions. And the angels of the Lord said unto Manoah, Of all that I said unto the woman, let her be aware. <laughs> You man, what are you talking about? I've already spoken to your wife. So whatever I've said to her, let her just be aware of it. <laughs> Praise God. She may not eat of anything that cometh of the vine. And blah, blah, blah. And verse 15, and Manoah said unto the angel, I pray thee, let us detain you here until we shall have made ready a, a kid for thee. 
And the angel of the Lord said unto Manoah, Though thou detain me, I will not eat of thy bread. And if thou offer a burnt offering, thou must offer it unto the Lord. For Manoah knew not that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, Manoah knew not. <laughs> I wonder whether the woman knew not. Who told the woman that this was a man of the Lord? Revelation. And Manoah said unto the angel of the Lord, What is thy name? That when thy sayings come to pass, we may do thee honor. The woman never asked the name. This man is very busy. Tell us, what is your name? <laughs> And the angel of the Lord said unto him, Why do you ask my name? Why? Why? Manoah, what, what is wrong with you? It is a secret. I will not tell you. The angel could not disclose nothing to the man. Everything the angel told the man is what he had already told the woman. And he told the woman, he told the man when the woman was there. Are you following me now? But the angel of the Lord did not <laughs> praise God. So Manoah took a kid with a meat offering and offered it upon a rock unto the Lord. And the angel did wondrously. And Manoah and his wife looked on. For it came to pass when the flame went up toward heaven from off the altar that the angel of the Lord ascended in the flame and Manoah and his wife looked on it and fell on their face to the ground. But the angel of the Lord did no more appear to Manoah and to his wife. Then Manoah knew that he was an angel of the Lord. And Manoah said unto his wife, <laughs> we shall surely die because we have seen God. Oh, man. man. What is wrong with man? But his wife, she said unto him, if the Lord were pleased to kill us, he would not have received a burnt offering and meat offering at our hands. A weaker vessel receiving Revelation. That is strength, church. My God. My God. Strength that a man did not have. If God wanted to kill us, he would not have received this offering from us. Neither would he have showed us all these things. No would, would, would us at this time have told us such things as this. And the woman, Omukaz. not the man, Simusajja. the woman, Omukaz. bear a son. And called his name Samson. And the child grew. And the Lord blessed him. <laughs> Hallelujah! Amen. Church! There is strength in weakness. I want to be like Manoah's wife. I want to be like Zachariah's wife. I want to be like them. I want to be like Hannah. I want to be like Mary. I want to be humble and weak. 
in the presence of God. But when he speaks, I will hear. And when I hear, I will act upon it. Praise God. God bless you, Mr. Onyeke. Let the weak say I'm strong. Let Hosanna, yes. Hosanna, 
Receivers of your word. Receivers of your word. Let it go through us. Let it make us. Let it mold us. Fill us with your power. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 
has come down upon those that are seeking after you, Father. Feel them, Lord Jesus. Make them vulnerable in your presence, Lord. That they'll receive what you have for them, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Continue to worship him now. In a closer walk with thee Jesus is my plea daily walking close to thee let it be Lord, let it be. I am weak, but thou art strong. Jesus, keep me from all Jesus Christ. 
Pray. 